Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and today we're going to meet Meg Cotter who's doing some terrific work in the city of Wyndham with the Wyndham Community and Education Centre. We'll find out exactly what Meg's role is, what her title is and the work that she's doing. I'm going to talk about a program called the Walkthrough Health Program. Terrific initiative, all the details of it are coming up and our podcast today is proudly sponsored by the Wyndham Community and Education Centre which is where Meg works. Uh, you'll get all the details of what they're all about from the, the lady yourself in just a moment uh, but uh, their website if you want to jot this one down it's windhamcec.org.au windhamcec.org.au all the details of contact numbers will be coming up uh, as part of the podcast and of course the podcast also proudly brought to you by the committee for Wyndham you can check out their Facebook page and the website for all the details of the programs they have going at the moment but uh, windhamcec.org.au let's meet Meg Cotter from the Wyndham Community and Education Centre Meg, thanks for joining us on the Talking Window podcast. It's a pleasure to have a chat with you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for asking us. Now, the Education's Project Officer at the Wyndham Community and Education Centre, what do you actually do? Good question. <laughs> um, I guess um, I guess my initial background many years ago was teaching, so I've been in education for a long time, and mainly that's been with adults. But I've kind of moved over into the community development um, part of that now as well. So it's kind of like sometimes formal training, but nowadays mainly kind of informal education in the community as part of community development and community engagement and capacity building. We're going to talk predominantly about the, the Walkthrough Health Program, but tell us as an overview what the Wyndham Community and Education Centre is, uh, where it is and, and what it's all about. Okay, well, we're a not-for-profit community organisation in Melbourne's western suburbs. Um, we've been there, I think, for about 49 years now, so for a long time. And we deliver lots of different programs for the community. So there is training, settlement services, youth services, employment programs, and um, people, our clients come from broad cross-section of the community, but we do have a strong emphasis on multicultural communities as well. Okay, which obviously so, reflects the population of the uh, of the city of Wyndham. Absolutely, yes. So I think is it something like fifty percent of Wyndham have been born overseas, and we've got something like one hundred and sixty different languages, I think, in the community. So, yeah, definitely does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, take tell us about let's let's talk about the program we mentioned the the walk through health program. Now, uh, the, yeah. the the genesis of this and 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 what it actually what it what it hopes to achieve and what it has been achieving. The genesis of this was. The recognition that sometimes people from multicultural backgrounds, particularly in new and emerging communities, can miss out on health and wellness supports that are offered in the community. And that, you know, can be for a range of different reasons, like language barriers or financial pressures or just lack of knowledge and trust in services. Yeah. And this can have serious long-term effects on some people's health um, and consequently their ability to be able to work and function and support their families and everyday lives. So it was that kind of recognition when you're dealing with people and listening to stories that 
um, that was there. And this is not obviously a Windsor issue. It's a, a whole Australia um, issue. And the federal government actually had their um, national women's health strategy and national men's health strategy that recognised this and put fun, you know, is funding health promotion. So we saw the opportunity there to partner with the Mercy and go, hey, let's think about some health promotion that we can do together in the community, uh, with the community. So that's where it came from. Did it have an immediate effect? I think it does. I think whenever you deal with community and, and you're talking with people and you hear stories, people immediately can apply some of the information that they're being provided immediately. So people did come back with stories and some of the community also, obviously the people from different kinds of backgrounds and they have their own social clubs and social groups that they're working with. And immediately they said, oh, actually it would be great if that diabetes speaker could come and speak to our women's group or um, you know, it would be great if that cancer speaker could come and speak to our, um, you know, um, retired group. So straight away you're able to link people in and go, yeah, sure. So that, you know, they've, they've got their speakers, their pre- those presentations can actually be tailored to your specific group and then they can take the lead in that and organise that and do that. And that's what we kind of want. Um, the people who join our program come from everywhere and they learn about a whole range of issues, but then they can go back into their community and community groups with the knowledge that's applicable to them and have all those links and knowledge at, at their fingertips. So, so that's the idea of it. Yeah, so the tentacles of your network are building uh, with each, you know, every time you you touch someone else, you, you build the, uh, the network even bigger and stronger. Absolutely, absolutely. And we hope, too, that it's two ways. As they meet people, they're also able to inform the specialists and the health experts of some of the barriers that they're coming across and maybe some of the gaps that they're you know, coming across um, to inform the services themselves, how to better communicate their services or to fill those gaps. So, we yeah, can, two we, way, which is, which is the best. Yeah, we can get incredibly bogged down by what COVID has done to us or we can uh, we can confront the challenge and, uh, and, and meet it head on and, and beat it. And, and that, it appears to me, the, the fact that you've got a, a new program starting next week, that that's exactly what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. And originally this program, we saw it as face-to-face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. We were going to be visiting the Mercy Health, obviously, the hospital and the other community centres. But actually being online is also meeting people in their homes and it is quick and accessible now, now that people have got their systems, um, you know, and people know how to use Zoom and they're using their phones or their computers. We still are reaching people and communicating with people. And we do hope in the future that now that we have that relationship with the Mercy, that we will be meeting people in the future, but it might take another year perhaps or two years to do that face-to-face education program. But this is working as well and not let COVID and restrictions actually stop us from communicating with each other. Uh, speaking of that communication, some of the some of the barriers you talked about. I mean, the language barrier obviously is one that would be would be difficult to confront, whether it's in person or whether it's via Zoom. Absolutely, and so the participants that we ask for, we do say you need to have obviously oral English communication skills. We want those people who are able to communicate in English, but then go back into their communities 
and be able to communicate in a way that is relevant and successful for them. So again, it's that kind of the, the conduit um, yeah. effect and, and reaching back out into the community. So yeah, so we do um, hope for the actual program that the people that um, we have are able to communicate in English, but then they're reaching the people who maybe can't um, either in spoken English or maybe it's just the written English that, um, that people can't access materials. And, and actually during this program too, I mean, I've learned a lot and there actually are some really good websites out there and obviously with technology now as well, able to make written text into speech text, oh, okay. you know, online. And also there's lots of um, in-language services, whether it's interpre- interpreters but also translation um websites and fact sheets as well. So we're able to give all of those links um, as well. We're lucky um, that we've been working with um, the Mercy Multicultural Services um, um, at um, with Natalia Nesbaba, and she's been great at giving all those links with all those kind of different languages to our participants as well. So, oh, that's fantastic. That's a, that's a whole new world, yeah. isn't it? It is, it is. So, you know, technology does have some benefits and, <laughs> and, and that's one of them, making it more accessible in terms of, yeah, language and communication. Well, we so. talked about the financial pressures and there's a perceived, uh, with, with everyone, when you walk into these kind of situations, you think it's going to cost you something or you think it's going to be too expensive even if it does cost you very little. Uh, how, have you, how have you overcome that as a, as a sort of barrier with people and particularly people who've come from other countries where health systems do frighten the what's-its out of them? Absolutely. So, look, um, health for all of us, increasing our health literacy is fantastic, but it's not a panacea for everything because if some things cost money, they cost money. So, no matter how educated you are on something, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But we are lucky in Victoria, in Australia, and in London that there are some free resources and things that you can access through our community health centres. So like we've got Utopia Asylum and Refugee Health Centre and IPC Centre that low cost or with healthcare cards, but um, but also um, at the Mercy Hospital as well. And there's such an, a range of different services that, that, you know, you can access. Now, some of these aren't for people if they don't have a Medicare card, but at the Mercy also, they will accept people without Medicare cards as right. well for certain services because there is an obligation to look after everybody in the community and, and health. So um, those conversations come up and they're very specific talking about what visas people might be on. Um, often it's for people maybe like elderly parents who are visiting and maybe got trapped here because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, what what are they to do long-term kind of thing because they weren't intending to be here in the first place, you know, for such a long time. Um, yeah, so, so all of those discussions come up and we're able to link them in to the appropriate people to find out what's the best way to navigate the health system. And that's been the other interesting thing. We've actually had people in the men's group and the women's group who were doctors in their own country, and they say even they have found difficulties navigating the health system sometimes. So it's been really interesting to hear their insights about the differences and similarities and, um, you know, what their experiences have been as well. Um, 
we've got a great health system, but sometimes it's confusing and you need yeah. to have, you need to see the right people to get the right referrals with the right information <laughs> to be able to access it. So um, that's a really important part of the program as well, yeah. talking about how to get referrals. Interesting perspective, isn't it? Now, the next women's program starts on the 13th of July. The men's program starts on the 15th of July. And as you mentioned, it's gone to an online um, arena now. So there's there's eight yeah. sessions. I, I'm really staggered by the uh, the cross-section of, uh, of areas that you cover with it because you, you really have got a very a very wide and uh, and diverse <laughs> uh, amount of uh, topics that you're, you know, health topics that you're covering, health areas. Yeah, yep. So we try, I mean, it's, you never know what people are going to be interested in and we try and cover a lot of different things, but we also try and be responsive. So we do say to participants, if there's something in particular that you want us to cover, please let us know because we'll try and weave that into the program. But we do talk about, you know, an introduction to the Australian healthcare system, um, the emergency department, um, you know, what to expect. Um, visiting the doctor, the role of the GP, then we go into some chronic conditions, health conditions like cancer and diabetes yep. and, the, and the, you know, the, the common cancers. And then there's this thing that I didn't even know about at the Mercy called the Health and Independence Program. And that's a really holistic program that's available to anyone with a Medicare card that assigns people with chronic conditions, a social worker, to look at all of their needs. And so right. they might need, you know, an uh, occupational health and therapist or a specialist nurse or a dietitian, and they can even go into people's homes and, and look at things. And, and that was just really interesting to look at as well, that there is that kind of holistic service that's looking at people. That's definitely like a, a change that I think is happening, looking at wraparound services for people and that's actually to, to, to look at someone's whole health. Yeah. Um, yeah, to truly yeah, help people, you need to look at everything that's going on for them. So so that was really interesting. And then also just looking at community health, mental health, um, and, and consumer rights and advocacy, because obviously that sometimes is something that people don't understand, that their rights to privacy and confidentiality yeah. and the fact that you can make complaints. And, you know, if that's a complaint in the hospital, the people in the hospital aren't going to know it's you making the complaint. It's a completely different system. So, you know, um, how to recognise that and be able to use it in, in a way that can create, you know, positive change for you and positive change for others. Yep. So it's been an eye-opener for me as well as a community educator. Um, when you go into these different programs, you're always learning something new yourself. So the, the the team behind all this who are putting all this together must be you, you have an enormous network of uh, of people providing these services obviously. Yes. So our main partner as I've said is the Mercy. Yep. And we kind of worked with them to co-design this and some of um people in the community as well and what we've kind of learnt from different programs that were challenges and then we've gone out and we've yeah gone to IPC and Utopia, to, um, which are local community health centres, and asked for their experts to be part of this as well and to give some presentations, which they have. And then um, Diabetes Victoria, Cancer Council Victoria were happy to come on board as well, as well as the emergency department within the Mercy and the consumer rights and advocacy department within the Mercy wow. um, and, and others the, you know, within the Mercy themselves. So 
people generally are pretty positive to be part of, you know, community education. Prevention is better than cure, yep. as they say. And um, and so I think everyone recognises that and is keen to interact with people and to share stories and to improve services. Meg, is this a program that we've uh, that we've uh, sort of garnered from elsewhere or is this a program that you've come up with uh, yourself and, and now it's sharing that with other organisations so it's being run elsewhere? Because it strikes me it's a fantastic program that could be run in, you know, 50 different cities, very similar in nature and, uh, and background and structure to the city of Wyndham. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, experiential learning, which is kind of like learning in situ kind of thing, has been around for a few years. And as I said, we're not actually at the place at the moment. We're on Zoom. But that whole idea and and how powerful it can be um, has been recognised for a while. But we actually... We did run a similar program um, at Wyndham CC um, in 2019, but it was called a walk through justice, not a walk through health. All right. <laughs> and that was developed with Richard Dove at Wyndham Community Education Centre. And that was looking at the justice system. And we actually went to parliament and prisons and court, um, you know, and uh, where else did we go? Did, did, uh, the, we went to the Wyndham North Police Station yeah. and um, actually had a walk through these places and services and spoke to the people on the ground about justice and in terms of opening people's ideas to what justice is and what it looks like in Victoria and in Wyndham and how to help communities understand that accessing the justice system better. And so we kind of, that was the original program and so, oh, well, actually, we, we can do this with health as well and we can do it with education as well. Yep. So we're looking, with part of our Wyndham Citizens Academy um, that we have at our Wyndham Community Education Centre and so we are looking at doing this in you know, different areas where it seems you know, relevant and important to um, community groups. Well, it's a, it's a terrific uh, base for a program. I think it's a, it's got so much to offer, and clearly, uh, you, yeah. you, it's so inclusive that uh, no one no one's left out of this, which is really terrific too. Absolutely, absolutely. We we try and be inclusive because I think that's where you get the most out of programs is actually listening to people and how it relates to their life. The obvious question now is how do people get involved in it? How can they get involved in uh, I know that we mentioned the women's program starts next week on Tuesday the 13th, the men's on uh, on yep. Thursday the 15th. So how, how can you get involved? What's the way to go about that? Look, if you go to our Wyndham Community Education Centre website and look at our contact details, and you know, and either email or telephone and ask for Meg in the health program. That will get you through. So, I mean, our phone number is nine seven four two four zero one three, and our inquiries email is just inquiries at windhamcc.org.au. But as I said, if you go to our website um, www.windhamcc.org.au. And just ask for Meg and the Walk Through Health program. That's probably the the best way to get, yeah. to get hold of me. And I should say our next program is starting next week, as you said. But we've also got another program in term four, and another program at the start of next year. So even if this time isn't suitable for you, um, you can always ring or email me, and I can put you on the list for the next program. Fantastic. Meg, I imagine it's a very satisfying work for you personally. Very satisfying. Like I said, I I tend to learn a lot as well. 
And if you kind of learning builds on, um, it builds on each other and then leads into other things as well. And we are hoping at the end of this that um, any of the participants that have taken part in any of the rounds come together um, as like in a community of practice. And so we can continue to meet and learn from one another after the program has finished. And I do know that the Mercy are very keen to have some health advocates that they continue to utilise past this program. And so we'll continue to work with one another and to learn from one another. Like you said, we've got lots of different topics, but then, of course, there's so many more topics out there that we can continue to learn about. So we do want to continue the learning past the program date as a bigger community group. So we look forward to that. Keep up the great work, Megan. Thank you so much for your time on the Talking Women podcast. We really appreciate it. No problem, Kevin. Thank you very much. Well, thanks to Meg for her time and the terrific work that she does. That telephone number she was talking about is 97424013 and the website, as we mentioned earlier, is uh, windhamcec.org.au. As uh, Meg mentioned, uh, they've been going now for just on 50 years uh, producing and offering quality community programs and education opportunities uh, to uh, to locals and uh, they're doing a terrific job in that. One of uh, Victoria's largest adult and community education providers and you've heard the great work they're doing so if you want to get involved Give them a buzz on 9742 4013 or windhamcec.org.au. Thanks to Meg for her time. Plenty more coming up. Don't forget to check out the Committee for Wyndham uh, website and the Facebook page for all the details. And you can actually also uh, jump in there and have a listen back to some previous episodes of this podcast. Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.